If your friends are not elevating you or making you want to be better, then you need to question like, should I be, do I need to choose new friends? They elevate me. They make me want to be better. My friends are like my brothers. I want them to elevate, even if they're doing better than me. That just makes me just want to just up my levels even higher. Goodman Factory presents Forge Ahead podcast. I'm Chris, your host, and we'll be discussing everything to do with mentality, mindset, fitness, and wellness. Today, we have a very sexy guest with us. His name is Foley. He's the owner of Foley Fitness. And yeah, we just want to get to know him. We want to get to know how he has navigated through the fitness industry and how he stays motivated. My good sir, Foley, please introduce yourself, whatever you want to say. Yep, I'm Foley Fitness, also known as Foley Don. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, go on. how long have you been in the gym for and what's your experience in the gym? Obviously, I know you from the gym yeah. as a personal trainer, so I want to keep it as natural and organic as possible. I mean, I've been training best part of 20 years. Um, I think I started when I was about 17, 17, 18. Um, started off more of a like a vanity thing, you know, going gym, want to get hench for the girls. And then later on, it got a bit more deep than that. Um, like for me, training um, definitely helped me mentally as well as physically. So with what you said about vanity and now how the gym helps you mentally, do you mind breaking it breaking it down a bit? Because when I go to the gym these days, I see a lot of these like younger boys, 19, 20, 21, 22, always topless, taking selfies. But then I also see the older guys who've got their hoodies on and I've seen them there for like the past two or three years. Like what is the difference between a 17-year-old person in the gym and that guy who's in his mid-30s, would you say? Um, generation. I, I just think it's a different generation. I mean, I've come from a place of training where my phone would be in the locker, you know, no phones, and we just train. Now it is a thing. It's changed a lot. Like, people, I mean, even including myself, it's changed with me. In between sets, you see people on their phones scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So... I think a lot's changed since when I first started um, training. But um, in regards to, yeah, like when I said, uh, obviously when I first started, it was literally about I wanted to look good for the women. And then that ain't going to keep you like motivated like to go just for me. It's got, I think it's got to run a bit deeper than that. And now it's, it is more, it's a lifestyle. Um, I have to convince myself to have a day off. Right, you know, sometimes you have to convince yourself to go gym. I have to convince myself that like, have a day off, have a day off. How did you get to the point whereby it switched from just being vain and having abs and looking and looking good to it affecting you mentally and for you to dedicate yourself to this? Like, where did that change for you? I think, um, like, so my family, um, like my like my mom suffered from depression. I've seen my sister go through it. Um, my brothers. And for me, I, that never really phased me. And I truly believe it was because of my training. So I always kind of, like I said, like training is therapy for me. Um, and that's what keeps me going. Like motivation comes and goes. I don't care anyone says, you, you you know, when you first start, like beginning of the year, for example, everyone knew me, knew goals. So you'll have gyms that are full, January, February. Motivation's going to wear off. So for me, it is like literally um, like, it is therapy for me. Obviously, I know you from the gym. 
Yeah. I've seen your progress. You've done bodybuilding competitions. You've got yourself in amazing physique. Yeah. And you have a ton of clients. Yeah. What sort of issues would you say most clients face when they come to meet you? Can you elaborate on that? Okay. So with most people that I know, they're always like, oh, it's either two ways. Usually with women, they're like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. <clears throat> I've got a holiday coming up in six weeks. How do I get slim? And with most guys, how do I gain muscle? How do I gain muscle? Would you say that those are the same problems that most of your clients have faced? Everyone has different problems, but what I tend to do with my clients, right, is work on their mindset. Even though I'm in the gym with them, teaching them technique, form, and really pushing them, if you don't change your mindset, it won't last. There won't be no longevity. So regardless, if I've got somebody who wants to build muscle, I need to get his head in the game. I need to get his mindset right. And for him to understand what it's going to take to get to that point. Same thing. If I'm training women who are saying, oh, I want to lose, I want to lose weight or I want to, it's mindset. You need to be consistent and you need to like keep on doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah. So you see like with the average person, <clears throat> just on the point that you've just said, they go to work, they've got their nine to five, they got to pick up the kids from school, they mm. got to pay their mortgage, then they got a diet or watch what they eat. Like, how can they still achieve their goals by balancing the normal home life and uh, family life? How do you get into their head to make them realize, you, you know what, this is your main focus. You need to take this seriously. Um, I would say, you know, they say you're your average of your, whoever you surround yourself with, you kind of, what's they become? And I feel like I rub off on my clients. So the more they're around me and the more they see the way I do things and the way I conduct myself, it rubs off on them. Because people, listen, you've got people always making excuses. Oh, I'm working, oh, I can't do that. But no, no, like there's always time. If it's a priority, you will make time. So it is literally trying to work on their mindset to change, to make it, to shift it, to be, that is a priority. And you touched on something about depression in your family, potentially. Um, it's something I have also found with the gym. Like yeah. um, when I never had a job, when I was on benefits, when I had nothing in life going for me, and I was a graduate, by the way, the gym was all I had. It yeah. always made me happy. It's the only place whereby I could actually look in the mirror and like what I saw. Yeah. When I go back home and I realize, okay, cool, I have minus in my bank account, then the sadness comes and, yeah, all, yeah. and all of that kind of thing comes. But with the gym, it's always kind of been like, very sacred, safe haven for me. For your journey, I've never competed. I've never done a yeah. bodybuilding show. I've never had the discipline to diet down and measure my, my food. But with your journey, how have you been able to evolve from one, vanity guy, two, bodybuilder, three, PT, and now potentially lifestyle coach? Like what has taken you through that whole process? Um, it's a big question, sorry. It is a big question. I'm yeah. trying to think how can I dissect it. I mean, the loss of my father definitely helped. Um, not in, in the sense of my mindset and like, we're not here for a long time. So if you want something, go and get it. Um, if we're talking about um, bodybuilding, that was something I fell into. I've never bought a bodybuilding magazine in my life. I probably know a handful of bodybuilders, um, like your, your, your bait ones, like Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Someone actually approached me um, in the gym um, and they said to me oh um, you're in really good shape you should compete but my thing was competing steroids do I really want to go down that like that's how I kind of saw bodybuilding and then like um, so I, I own a meal prep company and I thought hang on this could I'm missing the trick here I could promote my my meal prep company 
by competing. Um, so that was that was that is how I fell into bodybuilding, like literally fell into bodybuilding. I thought, all right, I'll do a show, I'll promote my meal prep company, and then I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the process of being able to being in control of my body and changing my body. And um, it ain't easy. You like there are times when when I'm waking up at four a.m. to do cardio and I'm like having conversation with my head, like, oh no, do you know I have a day off, but. I'm mentally strong. I won't be beaten. Like so, that is how I kind of fell into um to bodybuilding. Um, in regards to PT, and I think for me, I just want to help people. Um, I it's just something that I like to do, and I love fitness, so it goes well. So um, that's how I kind of fell into um, um PTN as well. So one thing you touched on was your mindset. You sound like someone who is in control of your thoughts. Yeah. You sound like someone who doesn't have a problem with discipline. I cannot wake up to do cardio yeah. at 4 a.m. I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. for nothing. Even if, even for work, I probably won't wake up for yeah. at 4 a.m. How has that mindset transcended into other aspects of your life? You touched on the part that you have a meal prep company, but how has this discipline also like flowed into different parts of your life? I think in regards to... Um, like businesses, uh, like open, like starting up businesses is, I've just, I'm fearless. Like sometimes I've, I've made some bad investments, don't get me wrong, um, but I'm not afraid to take a chance. And anything I do, I don't do it half-heartedly. It's, it's either all or nothing. You know, I've had opportunities to do other things and unless I'm, I'm an all or nothing type of guy. And where did you get this mindset from? Where did this begin? Were you, were you born with it? Was it when? I mean, I've always been a grafter. So before the whole fitness, so I, like I said, I've been in fitness for over 20 years, but before I was a PT, I used to be a bus driver. Um, many people might not know that. Um, and I was in a job. Um, I don't want to disrespect the job because it, it allowed me to to prosper in terms of buying my first property. But I was in doing something that I didn't particularly like or wanted to do, but it was a safety net. It was like, oh, guaranteed wage, guaranteed wage. So you know, years and years went on where I'm just doing the job just because of that safety blanket. And then like I said to going back to when my dad passed away, that is when it all changed for me. I just thought, why am I afraid? If I go and try something new or try and go set up a business or what is the worst that can happen? I might fail, okay, but I'll learn from it. Bus driving's still there for me. If I leave, I can still go and drive buses. So, and I think that's what a lot of people face. They're afraid of what might happen rather than going through the process. And if, like I said, if it fails, if you come to a place where you're struggling or you don't know, like this, what I'm trying to say, there's a solution for every problem. I think that's what's made me strong. I, I'll honestly say it was when my dad passed away, that's what made me think, you know what? Fearless, like what is the worst that can happen? If it doesn't work, you know, I could go and get, go back on the buses. You see, for like people who are still struggling with the confidence to take that leap, I would always put myself forward. I don't always like to um, sound like I don't have struggles. I have a ton of struggles myself and confidence is one of those things. Mm. And that also links to fear. If you're low in confidence, you're probably high in the fear de um, department. When it comes to someone who wants to take that leap, but they're second doubting themselves, how would you advise someone like me who isn't, too self-assured. I know you already said you had the safety net of your job, of your yeah. uh, bus driving job. I have a job that I don't really love at the moment, but what would you say to someone like me who's like, I'm in an 
I'm in an R and like, mm, should I do it? Should I not? But in regards to... In regards to entrepreneurship, in regards to taking a leap of faith of trying something that is different from a nine to five. First, I'd say you need to have a vision board. You need to plan what you want to do. I think sometimes we need to like have short-term goals. Sometimes we need to be, oh, I want this, I want that. Short-term goals. I even struggle sometimes. Like there's, there's times when I want to like try something new and I doubt myself. I do like... I do doubt myself, you know, public speaking, doing this podcast with you today, something I'm out of my comfort zone. But sometimes you have to face your fears. You have to face your fears. But um, I'd say like whatever you're doing. So if you are in a job that you don't like, write a plan. Say, okay, in the next two years or the next year, I, I want to achieve that. And I want to put my money into that. Thing is, is people just tick along. Before you know it, years are going past. I'd say since I, from when I got into my 30s, Time is just flying. Like it is literally days for like weeks. It is like, honestly, it is flying. So, yeah. So we said you used to train yourself. You used to go to the gym on your own. I still do. You still do, yes, 100%. <laughs> but how did you transition into being a personal trainer? Were you training with friends who encouraged you? How did you go down that um, route? I mean, I'd say when I did used to, like, so I might have a gym partner. I mean, everyone's probably got a gym partner trying their own. I tend to always, before I was become qualified, I'd take the lead on the session. So whether I'm training, wherever, I'd literally take the lead. So it's like, I was, most, I was almost training them as well as myself. I think training other people, when I first started, it was very much, you learn as you go on, because you're, you're, you're training different type of people. It's not one, it's not generic. It doesn't all one fit all. So years on a job, you learn. I'd say I've lost my train of thought. Years on the job, you said years, yeah. years on the job, you learn there's different guys, there's different women, there's different body types, there, there might be, I don't know, people with different mindsets. Like when I was a PT, though, yeah. there was one lady who, I wouldn't say she made me quit, but she made me realize the same, the same for me. Yeah, it gets like that sometimes. To be honest with you, I, I can say I've got a good set of clients at the moment, but it can be like draining. It on can your, be... On your energy? Yeah, on your energy, because you're not just a PT, you're almost like a... A cancel, not a cancel, I don't know if this was the right word. So when sometimes your clients are down, you know, you've got to try and lift them up. And there's times when you need lifting up, you know. But I'd say um what makes a good PT, I know you never asked that, but I was gonna um it's not just about the, the knowledge is one, you need to know what you're doing, but it's tapping into that individual, working out how to get the best out of that individual, yeah. Um, understanding their weak points, their strong points. I'm really trying to push through. That's that's what I, I think how I've kind of been successful with my my PT and um, really understanding. I, um, I would say I'm an extrovert. Like I'm an extrovert. I can um, like in social situations. I can get on with people. I, I'm good in that kind of aspect. So I think that helps me when I PT. Like I don't think I've ever had a client where it's been awkward. Actually, one where you know we just did, like in between sets or just waiting for the time to go to the, to the yeah. yeah. But um, people, I think I have a, I won't call it a gift. People feel relaxed around me. I make people feel comfortable. I make people feel confident. So I think that's also helped me um, with my PTM. I know you're enjoying this conversation, but I'm here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Goodman Beard Oil, plant-based, chemical-free beard oil to soften and moisturize your facial hair. Order now, goodmanfactory.com, and use code GPOD1 and become a good man today.
as some of us don't know, Foley is a UK BFF champion, right? He's humble. He doesn't really talk about it because he's got his uh, hoodie on, but there's a very sexy body underneath that hoodie, which I've seen myself in the gym and it's all over his Instagram as well. But yeah, as a bodybuilding champion, what was that process like for you? The dieting, the com- the whole process of competing? Do you know what? Like, um, If you speak to most people who compete, they'd probably say the best part is when they're on stage. That's not the best part for me. It's the whole process of changing my body and not being beaten. Like for me, it's like I'm in, I'm my own competition. Like, so I literally, it's just challenging, challenging myself. But yeah, I prefer the whole process. Um, In regards to, like I said, I did my first show because someone approached me and I wanted to plug my, um, my meal prep company. Once I'd done that show, I'd done a show, it was, um, it was for a fitness model, which was at um, Body Power. Um, it wasn't a bit of me. It was a bit. It was a bit too f- for my kind of um, thing. The judge approached me after, so I placed third out of 150 people. So I was, I was happy with that. It was my first ever show. Uh, I was happy, but I'm kind of a winner. I'm like, oh man, I wish I come first. But I was humbled. I was happy that I come third. Um, but one of the judges said to me, "Look, you should try and compete in um, men's physique." So I thought, okay. He said, your physique will fit more into that. Um, and then I remember going to a show in um, Nottingham, UK BFF. It was, a, it was the final, British finals in 2017. And I remember sitting in, this is, this is a true story. I was sitting in the audience and I remember saying to my friend, like, I'm going to do this next year and I'm going to win. And he laughed at me. He actually laughed, oh, whatever. I'm like, Trust me, no disrespect to any of the competitors who was on stage. I was like, I can do this and I can win it. I visualized that I was going to win. I was going to win UK BFF. 12 months later, I won the show. Um, and I honestly believe if you believe it, you can, if you, you, you have people who are saying they will just talk out for the sake of talking. But I truly, if you believe in something, you can achieve it. All right, it might take you long. You might have to, it's a process. But I do believe if you believe in something, you you can achieve it. Visualization sounds heavy and very, mm. very crucial to your to your journey. Now, we know being a PT or being someone in the fitness industry might not necessarily be the most lucrative job. Um, mm. how have you been able to diversify yourself and your brand into a fitness entrepreneur? You've got your fitness going on, you've got your clothing, you've got your meal prep company. How have you been able to turn that into multiple businesses? I would say property helped me. So I invested in property quite young which has kind of given me a head start. You know, like, you know, I've got friends who have started a bit later into property. So I think that's helped me. And being fearless, like, um, I know I keep going back to my dad when he passed, but I would, prior to that, I'd be very fragile. Like, oh, I don't want to spend that. Oh, oh if, I, if I invest in that, scared money don't make no money. So if you're not willing to invest, like I said, I've made some bad investments. I've made some good investments. But, you know, if I told you now, okay, I've invested in something and um, it was a thousand pounds to invest and you saw me a year later and I said, that investment I made me, is made me, I don't know, I'm just hypothetically speaking, it's made me a hundred thousand pounds. That's going to burn you because if I've told you and you, you, you were scared to do it. So my thing is I'm one of these people where I don't want to miss out on nothing. So I have, like I said, I have made some bad mistakes investments on the way but also some good investments so for me like PTN is a passion of mine I do it because I love to help people that is why I PT not even for the, okay the money is okay 
but I'm actually waking up every morning. I don't even want to sound too cliche. You know, when people, I love my job. I genuinely love what I do. Um, but having my other businesses, like, so um, my shop, my properties and my um, meal prep company, it allows me to just be free with it. Like I, there's no pressure in terms of if I was to lose a client, it's not a thing where oh, like, I don't panic. Cause obviously with, with um, when you're self-employed, you're PT and you can have your clients could be up, could be down. Thankfully I've been quite consistent with my client base. Um, but I just, I'm a firm believer in don't put, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, there's four legs to a table you know, try and have more than one source of income. That's kind of, especially now, inflation, it's hard for people to just have, I don't know how people start just having one source of income and it's going to get harder. For my, I've got two daughters, it's going to get harder for them. So my thing is I'm trying to secure their future as well as mine. And in terms of these investments, how did you get the knowledge? I know you said you bought your property when you were quite young, but as time has gone on and, and as you've developed and you've seen more, how do you know what to best in what to dip your toes in and what to stay away from um so my first one was just um first one I invested in was just purely um my, my mom kicked me out when I was 18 um I rented for a year and I was like I don't want to pay someone else's mortgage um and it was an option of carry on renting or buy some buy something so I ended up buying um my first property at 19 and it went up obviously in terms of the, the price went up, but I would say that was, I didn't really know what I was doing. I bought that and I didn't even know what service charges was. Where like, I remember like when I got my first service charge bill, I was like, huh, what? I, I just, I'm, I'm just, I did not have a clue. I'm not gonna try and lie to you and be like, I'm some mogul on properties. Cause no, I'm not. So that was my first investment. And then um, in recession 2008, um, I was like, I want to buy another property. And yeah, again, I didn't really have a clue, but properties were coming down, things were going for cheap. So I invested again and it paid off. Um, and one of my best friends, he, I would say he's taken the property thing to a very high level. And he, me, me being around him, I managed to learn and get that information um, from him. Like I said to you, I, when we, I said to you a little while ago, who you surround yourself with is very important. So a lot of what I've achieved, I would say it's down to my surroundings. That's what I put it down to. And not being afraid to try that. Like I've got a friend who's, um, he owns a body shop, um, like does cars, completely different. He opened his shop. I saw that and I was like, okay, fearless. I, I want to try that. So that's how I've got a shop with the property side of things. You know, my, my friend might ring me and say, look, there's an investment there do you want to go for it? And I'm like, okay, I'll do a bit of research and I'll go for it. So it's just, I guess I'm not afraid. I'm just not afraid to, to try something because if you fail, like I said, what is the worst that can happen? You can rebuild yourself. You emphasized on the power and the importance of your network and of your friends for guys who are maybe relatively younger or even older, but they are not sure if their circle is the right circle. How did you know that these guys are solid? How did you, I don't want to say check them or test them, but how did you know, right, cool, these are the right people I need to be around? Because they're elevating me. They're making me want to be better. So if you're around, if you're around friends who are like, if you're like, say you're around guys who are just smoking weed all day and or I'm just using that as an example. 
And they're not. There's nothing wrong with weed, guys. There's, not, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with weed. We, we learn. Weed. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Cali, baby. <laughs> um, like, they elevate me. They make me want to be better. So I'd say, like, if your friends, if the people you're surrounding yourself with, if they're not making you want to be better, then maybe you need to check. Like, I've, I've had to drop friends out. No disrespect. I have friends who have not really. Not say I didn't benefit from them, but they're not doing, not not really doing nothing. So like, not saying I wouldn't, I don't talk to them. If I see them, I'll you know what's been happening. But and these friends I'm talking about, I mean, one of them is been my best friend since I was two. We've got pictures of us in the sandpit, and the other one when I was eleven. So these are long term friends, um, but they elevate me. They make me so. The, the, I'm going around the houses. The answer to your question is. If your friends are not elevating you or making you want to be better, then you need to question like, should I be, do I need to choose new friends? How about those who are quote unquote on the top of the hill, whereby their friends are looking up to them as the one to drag them up and the ones to give them game and the ones to support. It's like, how do you then do it if you're the only one who's kind of bringing information and knowledge and would you feel bad leaving them and finding a group of friends that could elevate you or do you just want to be the one dragging everyone up do i want to be the one um no because i think like i would say like my my friends have we've all kind of dragged each other up so for example ricky might uh, like the friend who i do property with he might drag me up if i use that phase in terms of property Darren might drag me up in terms of like him opening a shop, me getting advice from him, like, oh, should I do this? What do you think of that? But then I might drag them up in terms of fitness. Do you know what I mean? Like help them out, like their mindset. So it's, we all benefit off each other. But if you've got someone who's just not willing to help themselves. And another thing I'd say is that I generally, like for me, when I see my friends do good, there's a saying, people want to see you do good, but when you're doing better than them, they they don't like that. Mm. I'm probably saying the same wrong, but my, my friends are like my brothers. I want them to elevate, even if they're doing better than me. That just makes me just want to just up my levels even higher. So I need to be around that. I'm not trying to be around people who just ain't trying to elevate me. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know what else to ask. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm. Right, guys, I think that's enough gems for you people today. It's our first time doing this. It's my first time doing this. It's Foley's first time doing this also. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for your knowledge. I have been blessed and privileged to yeah. being able to listen to this and actually learn stuff that I need to take into my personal life as well. So I definitely hope we get to do this again. I hope yeah. we get to have a part two. Yeah, but for sure. this lessons, this game, this knowledge, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for this. So yeah, hopefully we do another one. Holy Fitness, thank you once again. This has been Forge Fitness Podcast and we hope to catch you guys on the next episode. Okay, I'd just like to plug, plug, if that's all right. Right, just a little plug. Um, okay, if you ain't been down, um, I've got a shop in South End Road, S6 Grace. I had to think about that word. See, not natural with the camera. Um, macchiatos, plug, plug. Um, coffee, bagels. Um, also got a meal prep company, Prep Your Step. Um, we're online, so... Um, Google us, prepjustepco.uk. Um, you can find me on Foley Fitness if you need any help um, with meal plans. Just advice. I'm willing to give free advice. It's not going to charge you. I don't buy it. Um, and yeah, if you want any merch, I've got the hoodie on today. Foley Fitness. Hit me up. Peace.